할렐루야. 아멘. 한번더 하겠습니다. 할렐루야. 아멘. 네, G2G 비전 워십 예배에 오신 여러분을 환영합니다. Welcome to G2G Vision Worship Service. 11월은 감사의 달입니다. Thanksgiving이 있고 추수감사절이 있습니다. 우리가 십자가를 통해서 우리에게 주신 그 구원 그것을 감사하며 이 시간 찬양했으면 좋겠습니다. Well, since November is the Thanksgiving Day, let us into God's presence with the Thanksgiving and praise and worship to Jesus Christ. Amen. 거룩하신 하나님 거룩하신 하나님 주께 주께 감사드리세 감사드리세 날 위해 이 땅에 오신 이 땅에 
this morning that truly, truly the source of our strength comes from Christ alone. That it is only by Christ alone that we can even come here before your presence to worship you, to bring adoration to you. So we pray that we would come boldly at your throne in the power of the cross. Power of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 오늘 설교는 어, 모두 영어로 진행됩니다. 그래서 만약에 통역이 필요하신 분이 계시면 어, 뒤에 저기 뒤편에 있는 부스에 가시면은 통역이 어떻게 어, 프로바이드 될수 있는지 알려주시니까 혹시 필요하시면은 저 뒤로 뒤에 부스 가시면은 간사님께서 도와주시겠습니다. This text. In, uh, comes from Luke cha- uh, John chapter 17 uh, Luke chapter 17 I mean Luke chapter 17 verse 11 through 19 Luke chapter 17 verse 11 through 19 on the way to Jerusalem he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee and as he entered a village he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. This morning I asked three volunteers to uh, help us really understand this passage a little better. So uh, I'm going to just ask those three volunteers to come up right now. Kevin, Lydia, Pastor Daniel. Come on guys, don't be shy. Can you guys come up? Let's give it up for them. And I just want to uh, really find out who's really here. Uh, can you give us your name and what ministry you're from? Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm from E-College. E- E-College representing? I'm Lydia and I'm from UED. UED. Yes. 
Kevin and from K-Cover. <laughs> they love you. They love you. I'm going to ask you guys to do something right now, okay? I have these post-its, and I'm going to put them on your back, okay? I'm going to attach them to your back, and what you have to do is you have to shake. You can't jump up and down. You can't use your arms, but you got to shake these post-its off as hard as you can, all right? Can you guys do this? Yes, okay. All right, here we go, okay? You're going to shake your body as hard as you can to get these post-its off of your back, all right? Got three up here. Lydia, I'm going to put one, oop, your hair. One right here. One right here. Uh-oh, that's two. And then another one right here. Okay, you're going to try as hard as you can, all right? And I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. I tried this yesterday. And it wouldn't come off, okay? So try really hard. All right, can we actually go up a little further up? All right, and turn around. I know it's kind of weird. So let's not. All right, ready? Here we go. Ready? All right. Get set. Go. <laughs> Until I say you can go back to your places. Until I declare that you can go back to your friends and family, you can't go back. Come on, try harder. Harder. All right, all right. Daniel, Pastor Daniel, I declare that you are clean. You may go back. Lydia, I declare that you are clean. You may go back. And Kevin, you need to stay up here with me. No, I declare Kevin is also clean. He may go back. Can you just give it up for these volunteers? See, in today's text, Jesus tells these lepers, the ten lepers, that call out to him, Jesus, have mercy on us. He tells them to go them, show themselves to the priests. The lepers were a group of people that actually had this kind of a disease. It was a disease that made you rot, basically. And, and it was contagious. You could catch it if you were too close to them. So they were cast out. They were sent away from their family. They were sent away from their friends. And the only way that they could go back to their friends and family was if they got better and they went to the priests. And if only the priests declared them clean, then would they be able to go back home to their friends and family. Just like how Kevin, Lydia, and Pastor Daniel, just like how they had to be declared clean to go back where they came from, they had to be declared clean. So when Jesus tells these lepers, go show yourselves to the priest, he's saying, hey, you're going to get better, and so go, your, go show yourself so that you can go back home. Can you imagine how excited they must have been? What a great news this must have been for these lepers who had been outcasts, who had been away from home for so long. This tells us something so comforting about our Lord Jesus Christ. All the lepers had to do was from a distance call out, Jesus, have mercy on us. That's all they had to do. And yet Jesus hears them. This tells us that we don't have to be special. We don't have to be this great person. 
And we don't have to put in our efforts in order to have Jesus answer us. Jesus simply answers because he is good, because he is God, and he wants what is best for us. Something that I want to highlight this morning before we move on to the passage is that Jesus especially has his ears and his eyes turned towards people who are helpless, people who feel hopeless, and people who are in need, who are outcast. Students, you guys actually might know a friend like this at your school. Someone that's been cast out, he or she doesn't belong into any cliques or groups of yours. And perhaps you're the one that's casting these friends out. Or maybe you're afraid to go befriend them because just like the lepers, if the people got too close to the lepers, then other people might try to cast those people out too because they thought they were unclean as well. And you're afraid that if you got too close to your friend that were that person, that boy or girl that's not popular, you're afraid of what your friends might think of them, think of you because of them. Maybe you are that one student, that one boy or girl that is cast out. And I want you to know that Jesus' ears and his eyes are especially looking out for you. And he's ready to listen to you and hear you. And all you have to do is just call out. Because he knows exactly what we need. And he will give us exactly what we need. How do we know that he knows exactly what we need? Well, if you look at the text today, all the lepers say in when they call out to Jesus is have mercy on us. And they were probably saying, God, Jesus, can you heal us physically? Can you heal this disease? But look at the way Jesus answers them. He doesn't say, you are healed. He doesn't say, I will have mercy on you. He tells them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Because he recognized that not only did these lepers need physical healing, their true desire was to go back to their community. Their true desire in their hearts was to get better, but especially go back home to their friends and to their family. See, I believe Jesus recognized the hurt that was inside them from being cast out. God knows exactly what we need. Jesus knows exactly what we need, and he gives it even if we don't ask for it. I believe many of us gathered here have probably come in the morning on Sundays, even during the weeks, asking, giving requests up to God. Have mercy on us. One of the prayer topics that I always give as I pray is, God, would you protect my son Zion? I have a two-year-old boy, and I pray for his safety every time. And I'm pretty sure you parents pray for your children's safety. But I realized that as I looked at Zion on Sundays, God wasn't just answering my prayer by pr protecting him physically. God was also protecting him spiritually. He put our teachers, 
are pastors around my child and your children to answer your prayer, to physically protect them, but also to spiritually protect them, to spiritually help them grow so that they may find strength to protect themselves. Some of us may have offered a prayer such as, God, would you help my business, business to succeed? Would you help by blessing me with material goods? And for some of us, God has answered that request. But for some of us, he saw why we give those requests. He saw that we essentially request for success in this world, for, for material things, blessings in this world, because what we want at the end of the day is security. Is security in this broken world. And so instead of blessing us with material things, instead of giving us success, he walked with us through trials to remind us our true security is in Jesus Christ. He developed this relationship with us. He furthered our faith. God answers in his own wisdom, in his own way, because he knows exactly what we need. But I believe there are moments when we feel like God isn't answering our prayers and our requests. There are moments when we ask, God, what are you giving to me this life? You might be thinking, God, doesn't, God didn't give me anything this year. Well, let's consider this for a second. Let's look at the past month. No, the past week. Have you had three square meals a day? Did you have snacks just like I do every day? This is why I look like this. Great. Praise God because some people don't even get to eat one meal a day. Do you have a roof over your head? Are you healthy? Are your children healthy? See, the list will go on endlessly if we change our perspective. And yet, God gives and gives and gives, but we get so used to receiving, 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 that we fall into this thing called entitlement. Entitlement. This word entitlement is used to describe the generations, my generation and younger. I'm the millennial generation, and they call us the entitled generation because we act like we deserve to have what we have. And I, I just want to point out, you students, elementary students, young adults, college students, we need to recognize that everything that we have is a gift from God that came through our parents. We need to be more thankful for that. We need to be more thankful for this church that we have that was sown by our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation. See, parents, you guys know what it feels like to have entitled children who demand to have things. Right? It looks something like this. A boy or a girl, your teenager comes home and demands an iPhone because everybody else has it. My t during my days, it was the... Uh, the North Face padding back in Korea. Everyone had it. And so I demanded it. And unfortunately, when that wasn't given to me, I started doubting the love of my parents. 
You, you know how this feels, dealing with an entitled child. But don't we parents and adults do that as well to God sometimes? You see, entitlement isn't just a young adult's issue. is isn't just children's issue. Every time we complain, every time we doubt the faithfulness of God because things don't work out the way we want them to, it reveals our entitlement. And entitlement is dangerous because it keeps us from being thankful. One of the ways that we can actually keep ourselves from this thing called entitlement is by remembering that everything is a gift from God. And I believe the leper, the, the one that came back, he understood this very clearly. If you look at verse 14 and 15 in today's text, if we could get the text up there, it says, and as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice. Notice, they were cleansed. He was healed. These are what we call passive verbs. Passive verbs. It means that this leper, this one person, he wasn't the one cleaning himself. He wasn't the one that was healing himself. He received cleansing. He received healing. Someone had to come and cleanse, cleanse him and heal him. Who? Jesus Christ. You see, if we are sitting here and we're alive, we've been recipients of a gift called life from someone. My wife is uh, eight weeks pregnant right now with our second child. And my firstborn is two years old. And I kind of forgot what it was like to have a newborn in my family. So I look back at some of the pictures these days and I remembered the, the difficult time Parents, you guys know what I mean. Taking them, bringing them, and you're excited to bring them home. But you realize that you have to wake up every two hours, feed them, burp them for like 30 minutes, and then you have one hour to sleep. And the cycle goes and goes, goes, right? Two hours turn to three hours. And if you are lucky, by the hundredth day, you get good five or six hours of sleep. I was a recipient of that kind of love. All of you were a recipient of that kind of love. Love that sustains life. The father's love. A parent's heart. When we remember and realize that everything we have, even the strength and the health we have to achieve, to strive to achieve what we have achieved so far, if we realize that even that comes as a gift from God, then we can try to keep ourselves a little better from this thing called entitlement. It can lead us to give thanks. Recognizing God's gift leads us to thanksgiving. Gift from God leads us to thanksgiving. And I believe this leper caught on to that thankful heart. He recognized that what he had, been, had, had received was a gift from Jesus Christ. So he gives thanks. But I want to ask you, 
do you really think that the other nine lepers weren't thankful? They weren't excited to go back home finally because they were sick for a while. We don't, we don't understand how long, but leprosy wasn't a disease that goes away right away. They were probably suffering for a while. So do you think that they really weren't thankful? They really didn't think about, oh, the fact that Jesus actually healed them? There was no excitement? Do you think they went home and, and, and then they, when they saw that they were cleansed from this uncurable disease, they thought, hmm, this is nice. Hmm, cool, let's go. Do you think that's how they responded to their healing? I, I think there was some kind of excitement. I also think that in, their, in, in some place in their minds that they did think about Jesus. But what distinguished this one leper from the rest of the nine? What made this one leper's thanksgiving so significant and unique? I believe there are two things, two reasons why this one leper's thanksgiving was so unique. First, this man's thanksgiving led him to worship Jesus. It wasn't just thanksgiving. It was worship in thanksgiving. And that is what made this one leper's thanksgiving unique. If you look at verse 18, Jesus actually points this out in his question. He asks, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? He's pointing out that what is making this one man unique is that he came back to praise God. Not just praise God, he actually worships and praises Jesus, who he recognizes as God. How do we know this? If you actually turn to verse 15 and 16, it says that when one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, prostrate himself. When someone falls on their face in the Bible, it is an act of worship, an act of adoration, honor. What this man is doing is he is recognizing Jesus as the one that he is praising, as the God that is praising in thanksgiving. And for us, the difference that we have to have in our thanksgiving is worship. It is easy to just go, thank you, God, and then move on with our lives, just like the lepers. The second reason why this one lepers, the one man's thanksgiving is unique is because what actually led him to worship in thanksgiving? I believe it's this thing called salvation. Salvation. How do we know this? If you look at verse 19, when Jesus tells this leper, he says, rise and go your way. Your faith 
has made you well. If you look at the Korean translation, it actually gets translated into your faith has saved you. This is actually a better literal translation because the original Greek language that is translated into made you well is sozo. Sozo means to save. And when sozo is used, most of the time it is used to talk about salvation. So what is Jesus doing here? He is recognizing that the leper has faith that saved him. What faith saves us, brothers and sisters? Faith in Jesus Christ. It was this salvation, this regenerated heart from salvation that led this one leper at the feet of Jesus to worship him. It was salvation. Salvation, he recognized that salvation was at, was belonging to Jesus. Salvation become, became his reason to come and worship. Because why, would, why else would we worship? Only Jesus can actually give us salvation. There's no one else in this world that can give us eternal security in heaven. There's no one else in this world that can die for our sins. Salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. It is unique. And so only he deserves the worship. Salvation must be our ultimate reason for our worship in thanksgiving. Don't get me wrong. Yes, we should give thanks to God for everything that he provides. We should. But what should prompt us, what should compel us to worship isn't just the things we receive from God. It is salvation. Salvation must be our ultimate reason to worship in thanksgiving. That's right. Why is it so important that salvation becomes our ultimate reason? Well, what happens when we start worshiping God only because he gives us what we want? Only because he answers the prayers that we request? What happens? What happens when we worship God because he gives us what we want, but then he doesn't give us what we want at a certain point in life? Then we go searching for something else or someone else that will give us what we want. And start worshiping that someone or something. Sometimes it's boyfriends and girlfriends that we worship. Sometimes it's material things, cars. Back in the day, the thing that I looked to to give me identity was Pokemon cards. I, 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 every time I say this, it really shames me. But it was. Anything become, can become an idol. Sometimes, parents, it's our universe. It's these universities. Because we think that universities will give our children what we think they need. Sometimes we worship jobs that we think will give us what we want. We get into this pattern of worshiping things and people and places that we think give us 
satisfaction and security. How do I know that we're actually worshiping these things? Let's compare how much time we use, how much energy we use, how much we, money we use, the resources that we use, being preoccupied by these things. Compared to how much resources we use, being preoccupied with God. When the balance is off, it, it may show us that we have idols in our lives. Thanksgiving is coming up. Thanksgiving. I only found out that this thing called Black Friday exists when I came back to the States in 2011. I was in Korea between 2003 until 2011. And when I came back, I came back to Boston to go to seminary. And when I came back, my friends were getting ready for Black Friday. And I was like, what, what is Black Friday? It is a time. It is the time. And so I found out what Black Friday was. And so I started looking at the things that I wanted to get. And Thanksgiving comes, and my friend invites me to his house. And that was actually my first Thanksgiving, American-style Thanksgiving meal I had. And I looked at the table, and I said, hallelujah. I couldn't believe the amount of food there was on this table. Some of you already know, I eat a lot. I look like this, right? I was amazed. So I started eating. And it's like you, you start to uh, carry this energy, extra energy, so that you can run around, right? Busting through doors for those doorbuster deals. Like hitting people. It gets pretty crazy on Black Friday. And so the next day, with all that energy, I go to Best Buy, a man's paradise. And I'm looking at all these gadgets that I was looking at online. And at one point, something hit me. A question hit me. I thought to myself, well, okay, this is Thanksgiving. And so if I celebrated Thanksgiving by feeding myself with so much food that my stomach could digest. And then, again, the next day, I celebrate Thanksgiving by getting the stuff that I want, who am I giving thanks to? I'm just like, good job giving thanks to myself. If we spend Thanksgiving, if we celebrate Thanksgiving, we, we give thanks on Thanksgiving by indulging in so much more food than one person might see in a month's time, and then the next several days, either Black Friday or Cyber Monday, whichever it is now, we spend, again, so much more money, sometimes more money than we offer in an entire year on ourselves and our family. Who is our object of worship and thanksgiving? I believe here in the United States, thanksgiving reveals idols in our lives. And we have these idols because we start to 
sway and move away from the truth that nothing can give us the security that we look forward to except Jesus Christ. That only Jesus can give us salvation. We have these idols because we forget that. We only worship Jesus because he's the only one that can give us salvation. God's ultimate gift of Jesus Christ leads us to worship in thanksgiving. God's ultimate gift leads us to worship in thanksgiving. And this leper understood that. This leper was compelled by this truth. This leper, his desire to worship Jesus put him on a completely opposite path from the rest of the nine lepers. This one man's path to worship put him on a completely different direction from the rest of the nine people who just simply said, oh, this is great. Thank God. Thank the Lord. But forgot to worship Jesus. My hope is that this Thanksgiving season, that our desire to worship Jesus because of salvation would put us on an opposite path from this culture. That is simply my hope. Because salvation is the only and the ultimate reason we should worship in Thanksgiving. We worship Jesus because only he can give us this thing called forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. I don't know if you recognize this, but um, Kevin, Lydia, and Pastor Daniel, when they were trying to shake off these post-its, right, they tried as hard as they could, but did any of the post-its fall off? No. I'm sure your friends were taking it off your back, right? You couldn't shake it off. Sin's just like that for us. We can't try to take off sin from ourselves. We can't try so hard to be forgiven. We can't earn forgiveness. We can't earn salvation. No matter how hard we shake and bake and do whatever we try to do, it will not give us salvation. Only Jesus can. And so God looked upon us, you and I, the helpless people in slavery of sin, and sent his ultimate gift of Jesus Christ into our midst. And when Jesus died on that cross, bled for us, we were declared clean in faith. We were cleansed. We were declared forgiven and we were given salvation. That is why we worship in thanksgiving. God's ultimate gift leads us to worship in thanksgiving. Where does your thanksgiving lead you? Does it lead you to the face, to your face at the feet of Jesus? When is the last time I had to ask this myself. When is the last time I actually became so overwhelmed by the joy of salvation that I actually fell 
face, fell to my face to worship. When is the last time I recognized how awesome salvation is? Unfortunately, this knowledge of salvation doesn't always bring me to my face because I forget how awesome this thing called salvation is. My prayer is that we would all remember that salvation is the ultimate reason to lead us to worship in thanksgiving. I just want us to take a moment to bow our heads and consider what has God given you this month, this week? How has he been good to you this past year? Can we just reflect on our past year at this moment as we look at and consider what God has given us? has given you, can we offer up a prayer of thanksgiving? Confess to God, God, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being good. And thank you most of all for salvation. Let's just offer up a prayer of thanksgiving. Perhaps right now you're going through a season where you need God to reach out to you, to answer you. And you want to call out, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus is listening to you right now. offer up that prayer if you're going through that season and, and for the rest of the congregation can we pray for those who are going through a season of suffering of sickness of trials right now can we pray that Jesus would come by come next to them that the spirit within them would remind them of God's faithfulness let's just pray for our brothers and sisters.
God, it is our desire and our only desire to worship you only. Because we believe that salvation belongs only to our God. Because we believe only through Jesus Christ we have the ultimate gift of salvation. So God, as we enter into the season of thanksgiving, remind us of the joy overwhelming joy that leads us to our faces in worship. The overwhelming joy of salvation. God, we give you thanks for everything that you give and do not give. And God, ultimately, we do give you thanks because you have given us salvation. So God, help us to worship you in our thanksgiving this year. Help us to put our path on an opposite direction, on a completely different direction from the rest of this culture. Help us to worship you in our thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. 귀한 말씀 전해주신 우리 데뷔 김전사 한번 큰 박수로 우리 감사드리겠습니다. 우리 특별히 한옥권 우리 성도님들 우리가 오늘 특별히 동시 통역을 하지 않고 여러분의 스마트폰이나 통역기로 사용한 이유가 이미 설명이 됐겠지만 특세 때 우리가 둘째 주에 영어 강사들이 오는데. 귀한 분들이 오는데 한 20분 정도밖에 설교를 못하거든요. 통역이 20분 들어가면 40분이니까 그래서 오늘 파일럿 케이스로 한번 어 이렇게 해봤습니다. 그래서 여러분들이 어땠는지 또 피드백도 주시면 좋겠고 어 제가 궁금한 것은 오늘 통역기를 듣고 이 설교를 들으신 분 한번 통역기로 자기 스마트폰으로 어 설교를 들으시고 한번 손 들어보세요. 주시면 참 좋겠습니다. 광고 한 가지 있습니다. 오늘 예배 후에 의료 사역 축제 봉사자 오리엔테이션이 여덟 시에 사랑 채플에서 있겠습니다. 또 다다음 주에 있을 의료 사역 축제를 위해서 섬겨주시는 모든 봉사자들 오리엔테이션에 꼭 나와주시길 바라겠습니다. 11월은 우리 감사의 달이죠. This November is a month of thanksgiving. Just like Pastor David says, we are thankful not only we are thankful not only we receive so many blessings from God, but we are thankful because He is our Savior and Lord. 우리가 주님께 감사하는 이유는 많은 축복을 받은 것도 있지만 주님이 우리의 구원자 되시고 주님이 되시기 때문입니다. 그분이 우리에게 베푸신 구원 때문입니다. 믿습니까? 우리 옆에 있는 분들에게. 같이 한번 우리 서로 축복하길 바라겠습니다. 아, 하나님이 당신을 사랑하십니다. 한번 축복하시 바랍니다. 우리를 사랑하시고 구원해 주신 주님께 우리 거룩하신 하나님 give thanks 우리 찬양을 주님께 올려드리겠습니다. Sing. 이 땅에 오신 
we are the church. Church is not about the building. It's not about the program or institution. It is about people who believe Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. 교회는 건물과 제도와 프로그램이 아니고 예수 그리스도를 구세주로 고백하는 사람들입니다. 믿으십니까? 우리가 교회입니다. 우리 땡스미 시즌을 맞이하면서 우리를 교회로 만들어주신 주님께 감사하면 좋겠습니다. 또한 나 혼자 믿음 생활하지 않고 함께 교회인 믿음의 지체들 주신 주님께 감사하면 좋겠습니다. 우리가 이 G2G 나와서 기도할 때 개인적인 기도를 많이 하는데 오늘은 좀 이렇게 기도하고 제가 마무리하면 좋겠습니다. 한번 일어서시겠습니까? Can you all stand? 자 옆에 있는 분도 한두 명, 세 명, 네 명씩 짝을 치셔갖고 서로 우리가 같이 교회로서 믿음의 공동체를 이루게 해주신 하나님 앞에 서로 감사하며 축복하는 그런 기도를 서로 좀 하면 좋겠습니다. 우리 서로 옆에 있는 분들과 같이 하면서 Why don't you pray for one another? Pray. Why don't you offer thanksgiving prayer? God allowing all of us to provide this wonderful God's people in our church. Why don't you offer thanksgiving and do a prayer of blessing for one another? 우리 서로를 위해서 같이 축복 기도하며 기도하겠습니다. 같이 한번 기도하겠습니다. 아버지 하나님 감사합니다. 우리가 그들의 형제 자매를 주시고 감사합니다. 우리가 교회입니다. 예수 그리스도를 주로 고백하는 우리가 교회입니다. 믿음 안에서 한 형제 자매는 우리가 교회입니다. 예수 그리스도를 구원자로 고백하는 우리가 교회입니다. 믿음의 지체를 주님께 감사합니다. 함께 기도하며 함께 주님을 바라볼 때 주께서 우리를 위해서 큰 영광 받으시길 바랍니다. 하나님 아버지 우리가 교회입니다 예수 그리스도께서 우리의 죄를 위해 죽으시고 부활하신 주님이시게 그분을 믿는 자마다 하나님의 자녀가 되는 권세를 주시고 하나님의 백성 예수의 제자가 된줄 믿습니다 주님 우리가 교회입니다 주님 교회인 우리 지체들을 허락해 주신 주님을 찬양합니다 함께 주님을 찬양하고 예수 그리스도 앞에 엎드려 경배하시는 예배의 공동체를 주신 주님을 찬양합니다 하나님 감사절을 맞이해서 우리가 많은 것을 공급해 주신 하나님 앞에 감사하지만 무엇보다 우리를 구원해 주신 주님께 경배와 찬양하며 감사하는 
우리를 낼수 있도록 역사여 주시옵소서 우리의 환경과 좋고 나쁨을 떠나서 우리의 삶에 하나님이 주신 축복과 아버지 하나님의 주님이 주신 여러 가지 일들을 아버지 생각해 볼때그 상황이 어떠하든지 부하든지 아버지 하나님 여러 가지 삶의 곤감이 있다든지 건강하든지 우리의 삶의 질병이 있다든지 우리가 아버지의 삶 속에서 아버지의 배부름과 배고픔이 있다든지 풍부와 궁핍함이 있다든지 어떤 여건과 환경에 처하든지 우리는 예수 그리스도 한 분으로 감사할 수 있는 줄 믿습니다 감사가 넘치는 우리 성도들 될수 있도록 은혜 베풀어 주시고 오늘 서로 위해서 기도한 모든 기도가 축복의 기도가 그대로 응답될 수 있도록 역사하여 주시옵소서 Father God, we thank you for saving us. Thank you for making us the church. We are the church. We are called to be God's people and sent to be Christ's disciples. Lord, we don't deserve to be your church, but out of your amazing grace, you have saved us and made us your children. and your people. It is all about you. It is all about what you have done on the cross. As we recognize your grace, your saving grace, we just like the leper, we want to worship you. We want to fall down and worship you because you are the only one who deserves our true worship. As we celebrate this month of thanksgiving, would you give us the attitude of gratitude? Would you allow us to worship you with a grateful heart so that you will receive an honor and glory that belongs to you and no one else? We thank you for this church. Thank you for this community of believers who love you more than ever. As we continuously serve you and worship you, May we exalt your name ever and ever. 지금은 우리의 영원한 구원자 되신 우리 주 예수 그리스도의 은혜와 하나님 아버지의 무궁하신 사랑하심과 성령님의 인도 역사심이 우리를 죄에서 구원해 주신 그 주님께 엎드려 경배했던 문둥병자처럼 주님을 주님 앞에 엎드려 구원해 주신 하나님 앞에 경배하며 그 하나님께 감사하길 마음에 다짐하는 우리 사랑하는 성도님들 한분한분 한분 위해와 우리들의 자녀들 위해 지금으로부터 영원토록 함께 하시기를 축원합니다. 마치겠습니다.
주시시 주시시 나시 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 나시